So, what do you think, in your opinion, are memorable quotes in the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Memorable? I mean, like, the only thing about us is that we're we're quirky. No, we're we're dumb and we, for some reason, remember the most random shit from movies. And I know we quote them a lot, like, possibly daily. Um, and I'm thinking of, like, the ones that we say the most. Or the one that I remember I said randomly and you're like, shit yourself laughing because you're like, what the, why would you think of that? The mo- and then we just saw it today, too. It was uh, from Infinity War. Mm. More power, rabbit. No, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember that one. That, it, that was a random one. Where Thor was pulling on it, and you were like, "Were you quoting Infinity?" So it's memorable because it's funny, right? I don't know because out of context, I think it just sounds hilarious. Because yeah. like in the movie, it's just like, "Oh my god, it's so serious." He's pulling this thing, but then I'm like, "We're just sitting there, and it's like quiet." More power, rabbit. One that, I, yeah, no, I mean that's funny, and what's it called? Yeah, it sounded like you thought it was funny. <laughs> I did think it's funny. Or I yeah, do think it's funny. Okay, bitch. You're like, yes, that is also because funny. I agree. I too agree. The thing about it is, now that I think about it. You think about it? You quotes. Think? In terms of quotes from the MCU, it's more of the dialogue that they have. Mm-hmm. Or stuff they say normally, but not like a fancy quote. Does that make sense? Like, what? like for example, the whole Umbaku coming into the waterfall. <laughs> we have watched and listened. From the mountains. Like, I can yeah. quote that whole thing, that it's soliloquy so he gives. But that's a good, that's like a one that that's, should be quoted. And it's not a yeah. memorable quote. It's yes, just it is. Hell yeah, it is. Well, we one, will not have it. Yeah, that's one that I really like quote. also is from Far From Home, the teacher, mm-hmm. Julius, where it's like, when you're in Rome, you know, you do as the Romans do. When in Venice, your socks get wet. Like, that to me was hilarious. I completely forgot to listen for that one. And I know you quote that one. Because their hotel is like pretty much like all damn underwater. Yeah. <laughs> What's another one that I think is like my my favorite? Like from what do you think? Fa- from phase three? Or no, no, from the whole Honestly, MCU. Honestly, from all of MCU, yeah, for all. Since this is this is the last episode for MCU. Oh, well, you always laugh at the, you know, you can say whatever. I forgot exactly his words, but Thor's like, you can say whatever he wants. But after all, he's still my brother. Then Black Widow replies, he killed 83 people in two days. He's adopted. He's adopted, yeah. <laughs> You always laugh at and that, that reminded me of the one from, from the Avengers. That from, was from the first one. But it reminded me of the one from Ragnarok, where he's talking about his brother. Oh, what the fuck does he say? Ragnarok's so quotable too. That's such a good one. Oh, what? Think. Oh, I am thinking. Think hard. Uh, what's another one? Oh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. There was a lot oh. of people that would tweet that when the movie came out, when Guardians Two came out, and Yondu says that. One. That's a very... Oh, I Am Groot? Very memorable. Bitch. He says it in every movie that yeah, he's no in. Yeah, no shit, honey. What else? Um, fuck, why is it that when we're up here to like talk about it, we forget all of them? And quotes to be can... clear for reference, we haven't risen above ground level. Oh. When, when she says we're up here, she means in front of the mic. Sometimes I wish you were... Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. That's another one from Civil War. Is it? Yeah, Tony tells that to Oh Cap. my god, I had one in my fucking head and it went away. Oh, even have to kill everyone in this room. Too? <laughs> even if I have to kill every everybody single one of every single one of you to do it. When Hella says that's very fast. Even I have to kill every single one of you to do it. Oh, Hella. Oh, the one that Which I love. The one that I laugh laugh a lot is from Advent and the Wasp, where uh, detective or officer, whatever his name is, Wu, comes at the very beginning of the movie to Paul Rudd's house, to Scott's house, mm-hmm. and he's talking to the little girl Cassie, mm-hmm. and then Scott Lang sarcastically is like. Wow, you're very good with kids. 
And then Wu was like, thanks, I'm also a youth pastor. Like, but he was being sarcastic. Like, that is hilarious to me. I love him in that movie. I thought of that one, the... Oh, fuck, man, you keep talking, I forget all the ones I'm thinking of. I mean, oh, my favorite ones are always from Iron Man, too. Or from, from Tony. Uh, Wong, you're invited to my wedding. Wong, you're invited to my wedding. From Infinity War. Or one that's also funny, which isn't one specific quote. It's various how, like, in Endgame, in the sequence where they go back in time and Iron Man is with Ant-Man, mm-hmm. he never calls them Ant-Man. He always changes it. Thumbelina. So you, Thumbelina. Uh, Stuart Little. It's like, you know, you're small. And but two you're other bad. ones. He calls them four different things. Thumbelina, Stuart Little, and two other ones. And I thought that was funny. Like, he never calls him Ant-Man. Anyway. On your left, Lebowski, right? Or... On your right, Lebowski. On your, on your, on your right, right, Lebowski. Lebowski calls and then him Ratchet. Lebowski. He calls Rocket Ratchet. He calls him Ratchet. Like Ratchet and Clink. Howdy. You guys are listening to the Wrong Opinion Podcast. Are they? I hope so. I'm Juan. I'm Katie. So, we finally finished the Marvel Cynic. <laughs> and that will be the end. And that's the end of the episode. Because I suck at life. We finally finished the Marvel Cinematic Universe Uh with Phase Uh 3. Phase 3 consists of 11 movies. Does it? These 11 movies, without me looking at anything, I can name them in order. Uh So I am looking right at you, Katie. Okay. It is Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. God, I'm hard. That was 11. If you count with all 10 fingers, you can get to it. Now, the first one... No, it's not. ...is obviously Captain America Civil War, which is a big one. It's a big boy. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so before we go on, we're going to have to explain the fact that this is going to be one of our longer episodes because it's phase three, and it took us 50 minutes to get through phase one and two. Which only had six movies, and so, this one has 11. So just be forewarning, it's, be, it's going to be a longer one. But to, to make it simpler for you, we're just going to go over big events that happened in, yeah. in these movies and then kind of talk about our opinions on them and what we think of what should have happened or what happened or whatever we feel about it because there's a lot of important stuff that, you know, aside from the funny shit that happened sure. that really is going to change the, the face of MCU and what's going to happen in phase Four? It's gonna change the future. Get it? Cause then came in the future. <laughs> okay, so first important event, right? Which does happen in Civil War. Um, is this split up? They all split up. They right? break up. So now we we've watched. You know, I think another. I guess one is the fact that Vision is. There's also characters coming up and things like that happening in Infinity War, specifically Vision. And on top of that, the the concrete idea of the fact that the Avengers are not perfect and they do not know how to fix everything mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a big idea that came through there and it was just like that was the reason that you know even even when he saw all of his when tony saw all of his friends dying in that dream and stuff like that that was kind of like mm-hmm. a a split up between the fact that like there's gonna be if there's gonna be a team of, of group of people whatever it is there's always gonna be some kind of like differences between them and then the good thing is that with winter soldier and with a lot of the stuff that happened captain america went from you know you I mean, at least earlier on in the films, especially the first one, you would have thought that he would have immediately signed those 
Sokovia Accords because right, he's all Accords. about being patriotic and yeah. But the then right thing. you realize that he was just like through all that. It was the opposite. He actually realized that you can't trust it like that. You have to. I mean, especially. I mean, honestly, in in the first Captain America movie, he goes against what they're telling him because he's always believed in the right thing to do is is more <laughs> important than than those things. And I understand. Yeah, Sokovia Accords still make. Well, I mean, that's why he says in that movie, Civil War, yeah. which I guess it's a memorable quote. Mm-hmm. People have agendas and agendas change. So you can't really always trust mm-hmm. what people say or what people say they're going to do. Because at the end of the day, if something comes up, it's going to change. That's why he didn't want to sign them. Yeah. And that's like that. That was the, the big choice was that big split up. And um, I guess another thing to mention is that I really, and I have to mention this, I really liked that villain in that one. I think Zemo. this was one of the most intricate plot filled movie because it just the way everything connect i mean obviously in game infinity war are like top tier but when it comes to like just you know this avengers movie on its own it's just like it was really good you know what i'm saying the explanation of like let's go back in time using all of our past characters we don't have to make any brand brand spanking new like out of this world characters i mean they did make vision but like as far as enemy goes it was just ultron it comes to show that you don't need a super powered or super armored or Mm -hmm. something villain yeah he was literally just doing psychology stuff exactly he just turned them against each other not like directly well he did but like he used it through methods of their history and showing the truth behind something and Mm-hmm. That's all he did. It was psychology. And that's why that villain worked out Black for, Panther also for them very well. Showing up in that movie. And it, and basically, you see him just being a good fucking person, like the good person he is, because he's the greatest and he's the best. Yeah, introduced two characters, Spider-Man and Black Panther in that single one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But you don't really learn a lot about... Either. About either of them, yeah. But for sure, you learn... Well, you learn... I think you learn enough about Black Panther. The fact that at the end of the movie, he goes, I almost killed the wrong person. That's a big deal because he basically, you realize that like the whole thing was miscommunication and that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And even though uh, Tony knew that he was a super soldier and where he was still like angry and wanted to kill uh, Bucky. And well, well no, well, he didn't want to kill Cap. He wanted to kill, he wanted to kill Bucky. Kill Bucky yeah. You know what I'm saying? But because they're all driven by that. But like Black Panther sat back and was like, no, I realize it now. You know, and he, he's just that kind of person who he, even later on took in Bucky and helped him find refuge yeah. after that whole thing. So that's a big deal. That's a big thing to to keep note why Bucky was over there because took him to his own country. Because Black Panther's character was a awesome character. He's just a really well made character that's truly for the right thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Um, second thing is definitely the. I mean, this I'm, I want to say it's just the time stone, but honestly, a big event would be all the all the stones popping up as what they are because i know we saw the stones earlier but like yeah we had seen four before phase three yeah uh basically i think it's who's the first one to mention that it's an actual infinity stone is it in doctor strange no it's thor and age of ultron it is yes when he references the mind stone, mind stone inside as, of vision oh yeah because he already he, had the vision in that yes, little he had lake the vision thing. in the lake thing yeah yeah okay and then the second time it's mentioned is in doctor strange when they're talking mm-hmm. about uh oh the time stone is just the infinity stones or whatever and they're like he's like what the fuck are the infinity actually stones? hold up a second holding i think the collector might have mentioned something no in guardians one mm. when they go with the power stone no because remember he acted like he didn't even know well at the same time he's the them. collector he jokes and pretends yeah, he doesn't know stuff exactly but i'm saying as i'm saying he didn't mention it because of that fact he's not mm. going to mention it to them you know but 
Um, yeah, no, so something like that. Basically the stones, but a main one, at least in Doctor Strange for sure, was time stone happening. Right. And I think what I wanted to mention was an important factor with, with Doctor well, with Doctor Strange mm-hmm. was the fact that it was the first time, at least I feel like, I know like Avengers are on world's Earth. defense and they are on Earth, whatever. World's mightiest heroes. Yeah, but they still didn't know a lot and they still kept you in this like vision of like, we're here in this Earth. We have stuff to fight, but it's just here. Surface level stuff. Yeah, and then the Avengers, it was like, oh my god, there's aliens. They could be more. Whatever. Shit like that. That's random. But you have these characters like... Um, the Ancient One. Yeah, the Ancient One. And sorcerers all, the, all the sorcerers in general talking about dark magic and already knowing everything about the Infinity Stones. And then you're like, shit, the Avengers are fucking behind. Like yeah, these guys had been on Earth for a while now. Yeah, defending exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, and so that's an idea of the fact that like maybe we weren't so vulnerable. At least we weren't as vulnerable as we thought we were, because these things, these people, this group of people have been doing this for a long time. Have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And also, no, not to mention that the main person that ends up leading the New York Sanctum is our own very own American neuro- neurosurgeon. Doctor Strange. Strange. So that's really cool. So that means it's just another like person who not only understands the outside world stuff, but understands the the regular people things. Like just he was the he was a connection between understanding all of these things and the Avengers, right? Because he talks to mm-hmm. Tony, he does all this stuff, and he's just like he's just looking at them and he looks down on them and he's just like, Y'all don't know this, y'all don't know this, this and that. But he was still able to like explain all these things to him and bring the whole thing together i mean he really is the only reason anything happens in in endgame and infinity war at the end of the day even though he only had one movie that's crazy he's very influential Mm -hmm. for sure and he was in he was in ragnarok at the end and stuff defending the sanctum sanctorum yeah um and then i guess another one i wanted to mention that was like a big theme because i know for a fact and theme in phase two i said that the main theme was kind of like internal internal conflict not just internal but but just kind of the fact that that a lot of the stuff that was happening was something they had to get over personally yeah struggles yeah and it was all stuff that led to them to get to the mindset that they had in phase three which led them Mm -hmm. to fight the way they did for infinity war and for endgame for example for phase three i guess um i feel like there's only so much you can put for character development in just a phase two so they did have a lot, a lot of character development for a lot of the side characters that had not reached that point that were not in Phase 1. For example, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. In Volume 2. Mm-hmm. It was basically the whole movie just consisted of them. I mean, not a lot of it had to deal with the rest of the storylines. Right. It was I mean, an internal one. It I were, know it was a celestial being or whatever, but, you know. No, I mean, it, it's Quill's internal conflict as well with, does he really want to meet his true heritage, his true, like... Yeah, but, Parent, at, his but true like in reality, father and also, it doesn't have to do anything with like the main No, right. Story. What I'm getting yeah. to is, yeah, just adding on to your point is that it's all about him, whether deciding to do something or not. When Gamora says, you know, I thought you had already like been with your family this whole time, referring to the Guardians, because at the end of the day, he has no one else but them. Mm-hmm. They're all a family together in Guardians Volume 2. He realizes that and also follows up with Homecoming. Same thing. Spider Man is just de- developed. Through the, his relationship with Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a big one is that if he hadn't gone what he went through in Homecoming, he would not have been able to get to where he was in, in uh, Infinity War. In no, absolutely. Not only personally, but I think one of the biggest ones they did, and the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? 
you wouldn't have hurt as much if you did not see that relationship between him and Gamora that you did in volume two, right? Uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord and Gamora, like, literally full-on are dating. And, like, they go through a really, like, deep thing in volume two. And then, like, Mm -hmm. you learn more about them all, you know, personally. And you fall in love with them. Even uh, Nebula, like, it's like a whole thing. The sister relationship. For all of them. for, for, For the audience to fall in love with all of them. Just so you can see them in pain later on in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with Homecoming. You see him interacting like a, with Tony with as a Tony, father yeah. figure. It's a father figure. So then you're now you're now you're attached to them as a mentor. Now you uh-huh. see them as like, okay, Tony's mm-hmm. always going to be kind of a mentor to Peter. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a thing that's going to keep going. That's and how then, you see this. Then we get into Ragnarok, where it leads to the fact that like Thor does have a lot of shit on his hands, personally. Mm-hmm. And for a while, and we find Hulk too, and, and we finally find where he went. After he Age goes of Ultron. through a huge personal thing that's just like he had been Hulk for years, for mm-hmm. two years without going back into and, Bruce and, form. Yeah, and we mentioned these things because they all had a huge like lead up to Infinity War and Endgame. They had a reason to where the only way this could have gone right, the only way they could have ended up here is because of all these things that these different characters had to go through in all these mm-hmm. movies. It's insane. Um, and then I know you mentioned, what was it? Oh, yeah. Because another another character development was definitely Black Panther in his own movie and everything. But um, aside from Black Panther being introduced himself, I think a lot of that movie was about, well, I mean, the main point of it was that he was like, should we open our borders to the rest of the world? Yeah, Wakanda. You know, and so that was kind of a lead into Infinity War. The Wakanda, like the idea of like a better world. The only ones that would take a stand basically against mm-hmm. something of that magnitude. Yeah. Some like threat or something like that. And like America is not going to send their army. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah, never and, seen them do that. And I want you when to they easily mention, could. Yeah, for sure. But th- then again, they're also not advanced enough to even right. deal with something and like Wakanda that. And Wakanda was very important to be introduced in Black Panther. Why? Because... We want to show you that they're capable of things in Infinity War, like you yeah, said. Yeah, like fighting fucking aliens and shit with like spears, that. With spears, mind Not you. to mention, it was without question. They all gather it at Wakanda Infinity War, and they're like, they listen to the king. let's go. And he's he ca- he gathers all these armies to help them, and they just decided, the like, Wakanda's where it's going to be at, and we're going to gather all these people here, and they literally didn't give it a second thought. At least, like, um, T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm, T'Challa. Why did I think I was giving him his dad's name? T'Chaka. Yeah, um, T'Challa. Like, without question, he's like, "Yes, let's do it here. We're gonna get this ready." Okay, Vision needs this. Okay, okay. He wasn't like, "Why are you?" His fighting sister gets at my on. Home, yeah, like- exactly. In the same way, he did the same thing. Where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna take Bucky and I'm gonna take this person." And I think he's like one of the best characters in this film because they made it easy he's to very like helpful. him. Very helpful. He's like just like Doctor Strange, where he's just like the point of the whole thing. Like without these people. None of this shit would happen. Without, obviously, without yeah, a lot without of them. Steven and T'Challa, none of the stuff really would have been solved. Obviously, without a lot of them, they stuff would have been solved for sure. But they were definitely that starting point, I think, for that kind of thing. Because, I mean, we already knew from Civil War that America, at least, you know, America, was definitely not willing to help, you know? Because mm-hmm. they made it a point to where, like, mm, Avengers are scary, so we have to make these accords, and we have they to make They signed the accords, it. yeah. Where, you know, you have to do what we tell you to do, right? Where they... And you even saw it in Infinity War. Or not we tell you what to do, but we'll allow you to go if we truly need you at mm-hmm. that moment in yeah. terms of, like, war or another catastrophic event yeah, in the world. you even talk about it with Infinity War, right? What were they doing? When when uh, Rhodey's talking to... General Ross. Yeah, General Ross, and he's like, 
okay, listen to this. And he's like, if you find those people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're in a war. Those people are still war criminals. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's the beyond that. Is, like- the world is literally dying. We're beyond this. And the, you know what's mm-hmm. crazy is that I was worried that the movie would still not make me feel like that wasn't a problem. But it, they really handled the way the characters reacted to this big thing happening really well. Like, it was it was to that point like the same thing where where uh bruce tells it had to be bruce that comes back and tells tony like this is way bigger than your little fight this mm-hmm. is way bigger than that and then also the one, whole audience he, is like holy shit it is like it's bigger yeah one one because he's smart i mean it's dr banner like he's been known to be smart but another because bruce is always and she uh mentioned it what's her name natasha mentions it like he is the only one that like has the power to stop fights he can win a fight because of the Hulk and all that stuff, but he chooses to be humble, mm-hmm. chooses to be, you know, to hold back and all that stuff, but at this strongest point... Strongest Avenger. Yeah, the strongest Avenger, and he <laughs> chooses to hold back and all that stuff, but at this point, he's like, Tony, like, I'm the one with reason, I know what's right, trust me, S- listen to side me. Side question, who do you think is the, the strongest Avenger? Scarlet Witch? It was confirmed. Oh, okay, listen, I asked you who you think, not who your little fucking well, nerd brain okay. looks Scarlet up. Witch, I would think. You really, okay. Yeah, she can. She has telekine- telekinesis mm-hmm. and telepathy. She powers. clearly was the only one who fought him on her on her own. Yeah, no, she could have destroyed. Thanos had Thanos own. not said like rain fire on these she people, like she could have. Yeah, she was tearing her, his armor apart. Yep. yep, 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 yep. And real quick, while we're on this little side note thing, mm-hmm. just want to mention that because um, we kind of jumped over super quick over Black Panther, and we had mentioned in a previous episode that you know it was nominated for best picture and all that stuff and. It made it seem like we were discrediting it, discrediting this, you crediting it. it, which we were, not gonna lie, like, I don't think it deserved the nomination. It's still a fucking great movie. It's a great movie, and what I want to get to is the fact that it's a great movie because of what it did. It was more of a highlight, more than just a, a symbol for, I mean, let's be real, in our real people world, it was a huge movie. Why? Because of... African-American culture being represented the way it should have been represented a long time ago. The way it's portrayed, you know, with all these colors and music and attire and I setting. I mean, aside from that, the fact that they're more than just that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they can be more than... than. It dove into the roots. Well, like... It really whole, dove the into the roots. The point of the story, right? It was all about we should, we should help out, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, that's where you stand from a point of any culture that's being oppressed or whatever like that. Yeah. You have two different standpoints. You have there that are still against the oppression, right? You have T'Challa, who's like, or we, let, let's take it back. Um, shit, why can't I remember the name? Killmonger. Um, Killmonger. He's so negative about it. He's like, let's fucking kill everybody. Let's take over the whole place. Let's do that. He is angry. He definitely has a right to be angry, but clearly, first people being because impressed. of yeah, but he was unlucky enough to be raised in an area where he felt like he has no choice, mm-hmm. right? Which is, that's why he feels that way. And nobody could have handled it better than T'Challa, who knows that, like, yes, he understands that he went through that oppression. He understands that he's angry, but in a way, T'Challa never had to deal with any of that stuff because he's, he's first of all, he's a king in an area where they don't let them get out. They don't let anybody in. Yeah, like, he was raised in Wakanda already, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah, but the thing is, because of his compassion and the way that the... um shit why killmonger no his his uh lupita nyongo yeah her character's name is 
Nadokoye Natsumi. Not... What the hell is her name? Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. <laughs> hey Siri. I can't remember her name. Anyway, just say Lupita for right now. Oh, that's because I just love her. So I think of, I think of her name before I think of the character's name. Um, the way she talks to him, she says, you can be what kind of king you want to be. Because that's the whole point of it, is that he's a really good fucking person, and he knows what the right thing is to do, and he was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up to the world, but we're going to do it this way, and lead it this way, and this, this, and that. And that's such a big thing, because I think it really represented how everything should be really approached in these kind of ways, instead of... In real life. In real life. Yeah, no, in real life. I really think, like, it's... It's a lot of those movie themes that are kind of like that, where it's just like, let's not approach it in a, like, revenge way. Let's approach it in, let's introduce a new culture and a new way of thinking. Like, omit, like, your negative thoughts about this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. The reason they're negative is because there's just negativity everywhere. You gotta spread that. I don't know. That's what I thought about it. That's why I think it's a big deal. Aside from anything having to do with, you know, what's going on in the world and everything like that. I think it was really important that... It was a needed movie for at sure. the time. No, I think it's But needed. we still need it. That's what I'm saying. I think it's always needed because of that, because there's always that, a big picture thing you need to look at. The fact that the way he responded to stuff was just not like a... I'm going to end it all and we're going to triumph. It wasn't about that. It was about taking your place and, and as king, you know, and then like making choices that you know you can you can do any way you want but you chose to do it this way kind of thing i think that was really important and i think he was a really big representation of what the world should have been and why the fight was there and why you felt so comfortable going to wakanda infinity war and why every single time you were like pumped as fuck whenever you heard those goddamn drums the fucking when you hear the the wakanda theme um, oh my god it's amazing oh, you hear those what is that instrument called when you hear okay. like the bamboo thing? No, we'll, we'll get into it right now because we're, we're gonna talk anyway right now. we're gonna talk go about, back to I'm, I'm gonna ask you some favorites for for all of those okay so we looking, were talking about infinity war aspects. building up to infinity um, war infinity war everybody fucking dies well half the people die not everyone yeah so this is i think the first time we've ever accepted defeat in a marvel movie like full defeat yeah because they didn't win and so only that's what that's what defeat means one yeah it's the first time they full-on just geez we messed up out of all of the movies and all the things it's just like i think civil war was kind of close to it but it was still an internal thing because civil war ended in like bye fucking hate you and they left that was it felt kind of like a defeat it felt like it didn't get anywhere Mm -hmm. you know which is why i thought it was weird watching civil war i got i was just like wow that's crazy um but infinity war for sure was that defeat of like shit i remember getting out of the theater you remember what happened like the way we felt we were just like what it was dry we were where we're like it this is not the vibe it felt like so empty yeah like man like that really sucks for them because they made you feel that way like literally like they're such good storytellers that they put you through all of this stuff through all this character superheroes aside i think it's the one of the only movies i'm not gonna say the first one obviously i think it's one of the only movies where like the ending is just like it's just not not sad but like like wow you lost like that that blows Mm -hmm. type of thing probably one of the only movies that does that um i don't know if you ever seen brightburn <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i've also seen titanic 
Yeah, that one's that one's pretty intense. Uh, yeah, they all like. Yeah. But no, like after seeing Infinity War, you realize that okay, these people are they're fucking serious. Everybody's gonna serious. die, and, and it only took them eighteen movies. I was I was also remembering like when we were watching the movie, we were rewatching the movie. I was like, hey, remember when we had to wait? How long was it? Two years for Endgame? No. Or how long? A year? Mm-hmm. A year for Endgame. Yeah. And we were all just kind of like, fuck. We have to wait a whole year before we know what the fuck happens. And then they this. threw Captain Marvel at us and oh. another Wasp. Okay, so let's talk about those. <laughs> These mid-movies through. And then the Wasp, why was it important? Let's, let's just get it out of here. Quantum Realm was the only important, important thing. Came out of important it. thing about that movie. However, I fucking love that movie. It was really good. It brought up the Wasp. Um, it brought... I, I Also, I just love seeing Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. S. Scott Lang, he plays such a good, and then the father-daughter thing is just so amazing. Like, yeah, he does more, a very good. More character development between them two, more like closeness between all of them. Super funny movie. All the characters you love to it's see. It's a fun movie. Percent. It's yeah. what they. But aside from that, yeah, Quantum Realm was the definitely the the bringing about of the fact of the Quantum Realm exists, and it's like a thing that you can and you do, can enter it and come back alive, and it's a whole other universe. Mm-hmm. It's a whole universe in itself. Yeah. So. That is important in that one. And then Captain Marvel. Um, the fact that she's around. She's there. Being a fucking bitch. You know. Being the strongest Avenger. I just realized that. She's not the strongest. Yes, she is. She's stronger than Scarlet Witch. Not. Yes, she is. You're seriously going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? You're telling me Scarlet Witch can tear through a fucking, like, warship. Yeah. As fast as Captain Marvel can. Well, you're saying strongest in what sense? In like physical brute, like Just brutality? Everything. Well, no, Scarlet Witch. She can literally make you want to kill yourself, or like make you kill someone else. She can just mind control Wait, you. Did she do that? No. Well, because she chooses not to. Because she's a good person. Mm-hmm. That's why. If you're talking about brutality and like strength, okay, Captain Marvel's physically can pick up more weight, okay. I guess, or can break a wall with her fists. Break a wall? No, she can fucking tear through. And Scarlet shit. Witch would probably hurt her nails. Sure, if we're gonna go up that. If you're telling me superpower-wise, like, who's stronger, Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch, there's no question. There's nothing I mean, that's to where you question go into the at all. Where, like, psychologically, psychological warfare is stronger than physical warfare at that point. That's what you're, like, saying here. But then again, it always depends why. And, you know, it's so funny because we just finished watching the episode of My Hero where he mentions, I'm not a power type. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Naruto. No, Mamis. No. Oh. The wing... Hawks? Yes, Hawks. He mentions, he's like, I'm not a power type, right? Which explains the fact that, like, there's different types of heroes. And it's just, like, in close combat or range or whatever, some heroes are going to be better than others. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Captain Marvel is definitely just a brute. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just fucking strong as shit. Um, Aside from that, I fucking hate that movie. Um, That's all we have to say about that. It's just not good. It's all right, okay? I still will watch it, though, for sure. On purpose? Yes. Okay. Also, she used to be my favorite superhero, so that's pretty. Used impressive. to be. Who is? Who is it now? Who's your favorite superhero? Oh, Thor. Oh yeah, you did. Say but then that. again, Thor was also my one of my favorite superheroes when I was younger. Shit. They threw Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel in between Infinity War and Endgame. Just Why? Tickle us. Just to tickle us. To want us more. To but, want us um, to want more. I like. I I don't know. I personally like the way they brought Captain Marvel in. I was uncomfortable looking at um, Nick Fury the entire movie. You were uncomfortable? Yeah. 
It's him as young Nick Fury. Yeah, being uh, what's that Phil word Coulson for that so effect they do? Ah, oh, it has a name. It's not youngified. It's like something specific. Youngified. Call it that. Tell him. Uh, I mean, and then him. we get Endgame after Captain Marvel. Art. What about art? It is art. Endgame is art. I will say that Endgame is going down in history as one of the most important movies in cinema. Oh, for sure. Important. It did something that was never done before. Never done before. Could not have been thought even to be able to be Especially performed. in the time that they did it, with the people they did it. Yeah. And it did it in such a clean and pristine way. I mean, the Russo brothers were behind the wheel the whole time and as far as brothers go, they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Kevin Foggy had to know after Winter Soldier, Civil War and Infinity War, he had to mm-hmm. that the Russo brothers were the ones to do it. Imagine if Endgame was done by John Favreau, Favreau, John Favreau, whatever. Would it have been bad? Well, no, I'm just saying it would have been completely different. Same thing as Taika now. Waititi. Same thing as Joss Whedon. But he went with Russo Brothers. He had worked with them before three times. And he's like, no, these guys can do it. This guy will pull it off. And sure enough, they did it. They finished such a masterpiece of a story like that. Now, and I want to, the reason I I don't want to talk about a lot, a lot about Endgame because we could go on forever. Yeah, it's a three hour movie. But I want to mention the fact that everything we mentioned leads to something in Endgame, right? Civil War, they split up, and now they came back together. You know, Avengers split up, they came back together. Three years later. And it gave you that, like, fucking holy shit, it's real now. And you're, like, upset. You're like, oh, my God, how are they working together? And they're looking at each other like, Jesus, I can't believe this happened. And it's just, like, it's such an epic moment. And then, like, them meeting up and reuniting. And then, you know, him saying, I trust you. And then them going to the 1970s uh, together to get one of the Hank, like, all that stuff. It wouldn't have happened if civil war hadn't happened the way that it did right mm-hmm. um and then what else was it oh yeah all the infinity stones the fact that dr strange i mean dr strange jesus fuck he was like the most important thing out of that he knew exactly what needed to happen he and he planned it those, accordingly yeah, all of those uh versions of of the future 14 million six hundred and five yeah and then giving the time stone like huge and then the fact that his portals were the only reason the end game happened it just it's just so much that that had comes to, to show it. you that like and dr I'm, strange I'm was a, go like you said a huge part yeah and it, i'm not going to go into everything but like there were so many things that were a part of this right you wouldn't have felt the way you felt with uh about quill and and gamora because you if if gardens of galaxy 2 hadn't happened you wouldn't have felt that like oh my god they do truly love each other and they do it was hard to kill you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's why when somebody watches Endgame and they hadn't watched all the movies, I'm not pissed off because I'm like, why wouldn't you do that? I'm literally upset because it's just like, there's so many things you're going to miss out on if you don't watch them. Because like, yeah, you understand like they're in love and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. if you didn't watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like this is an example. This is an example and you can relate it to every single other thing that's happened in Endgame relating to the past of the characters. Okay. You saw what they went through. You saw how she was with her father and how he was with his father. You saw how close they got, how they almost died, how in, okay, one of those important parts in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that mentioned, that happened um, when when uh, Gamora wants to go back for Quill, right, in the ship, mm-hmm. and 
um, rocket. It's like shoots, stops her. Shoots her with a stun thing, and he says, "I'm not gonna lose another friend today." That shit hurted. That mm-hmm. shit hurted, and it was so important because you're like, Jesus Christ, they're all little shits, but now look how much they love each other, and you look wouldn't how much have grown, and you would not have gotten that if you did not watch the movie. And then you go and see Endgame, and you're like, Look at Rocket, he's so excited, and. Sure, you could have gotten. He some was left alone with Nebula. He yeah. he literally lost everyone. Mm-hmm. So he was probably the toughest one out of all. Well, no, because then you have Thor that lost his mother, his his father, Thor, his oh my brother, God. Thor, his whole literally entire area has lost his mom first, mm-hmm. then his dad, mm-hmm. then his best friend. Mm-hmm. Well, his sister, then his best friend, and then his brother. Ooh, that's what I he lost five people. Like now he has no one. So that's what I'm saying. So there's, with that example, there's just so many things that I really, like, that's what I want to explain when I say that I'm upset that somebody doesn't watch those, like, movies in full. And that's with any of those kind of movies. Why sagas are so important to me and why I like them so much or why fandoms are so important is because look at all the work that they put into not only, like, I mean, there's so many things that music, content, costumes, tech, script, all that stuff, but it's what is the main component of this it's storytelling right mm-hmm. and it's like it's a huge story it's a media of storytelling that you need to if you really want to get it into its fullest if you really want to enjoy it and it's not like me going mm, if you really want to enjoy it this way or that way you like you take all of it in you know and, no. it, and it will make it even better and you really feel that feeling that the, the that they're these geniuses are trying to give you you know so let me give me one minute to discuss something real quick. Let me okay, add on. Timer starting now. Let me add on to what you just said. I'm about to get very cheesy mm-hmm. and cliche mm. and emotional. But maybe one of our listeners or more can relate. I agree 100% with what you just said. Like sometimes it's like, oh, why did you watch the last one before watching all of this? Like mm-hmm. you just don't get the same feeling, whatever. But let me add on to it by saying, I watched all of those movies all 22 in order when they were released Mm -hmm. not only when i was watching endgame and when the credits started rolling did i cry Mm -hmm. because of how good a story was was but because it was i lived with these characters and i grew up with these characters i watched iron man 1 when i was 11 and watched endgame when i was 22 yeah that's 11 years of my life that's why when in, in Endgame, they put the dates of when they went back. Mm-hmm. It's like 2012. I was like, oh my God, what was I doing in 2012? Yeah. I was freshman year. Yeah. And then they put 2014, 2013. I was like, oh my God. Like, then the, the that idea, was so long ago. The idea of like it being long time ago. six they, years ago when I was watching. travel into this movie to make so, you feel that nostalgic. So like you said, it's like, oh, you watch this one at the end, but like you haven't seen all the other ones. Like you won't get the same feeling. I can also add on to say like, if you didn't watch these movies, maybe like... If you missed one mm-hmm. or if you missed two, that's fine. But like if you watch these movies when they were released and you would hype and you would get super hyped when a new one was gonna be released, all stuff, which I did, I'm thankful for and I'm blessed. I'm like, oh my god, I just went through twenty two movies, eleven years of my life. Mm-hmm. Even in the scene when they go back to the nineteen seventies, I was like, What was I doing in nineteen seventy? That's crazy. I wasn't even born. Stop. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's interesting that it's that's just also another the, aspect the movie, of it. The movie, the thing. Okay, so the 1970, whatever, all those times that they went and interacted with stuff. Endgame, aside from giving you the feels, also gave you those random things that you were like, what if this character did this thing? Like, whatever. The Captain America fighting Captain America scene. Fucking hilarious. Funny as shit. 
you know him reacting mm-hmm. to himself being fucking annoying with the i could do this all day yeah i know i know he's like yeah whatever. i know I've heard that's this. funny all those so endgame not only did it give you the feels it gave you those cute little like scratch that itch moments that you never had right especially the biggest fucking i'm hard moment ever that i will always see is the biggest moment in in marvel and and the part that gave me chills and i cried and i was like <gasps> in the middle of the theater was when captain america grabs the mjorn you know? yep Mim-yum. and he threw it that was that amazing was insane and i think so many people constantly talk to me and they're like we'll, we'll talk about that moment we'll just it's just some, some something that's like there <laughs> was a clip <laughs> that i saw when when endgame came out it was like when no one could tweet about it or post about it because remember it was like no spoilers or yeah. don't spoil the endgame that whole thing that the rooster brothers rip and then they lifted it like two weeks after or three weeks like there was a quarantine. clip that came from a movie theater in mexico i don't know what city specifically that my cousin sent me and it was like people of course were pirating it or whatever mm-hmm. so someone was recording in the very back and in that scene where Captain America grabs, like, I guess I just got this clip because it was hilarious. He grabs the hammer. I think probably 80 pounds of popcorn flew into the air and just <laughs> landed on people. And everyone was like, oh, my God. But, like, and if I can find it, I'll show it to you later. Yeah. But, like, yeah. my cousin says to me, he's like, watch this. You just see popcorn fly into the air because everyone was so excited when he grabbed the hammer. Like, it just flew everywhere. Oh, I was like, I was like, imagine all the people that were moments. like. Like, there was so many like that. So many, like, there. reaction videos when the endgame came out. What was, I mean, that was the biggest one for sure. But there were so many, like, when Thor reveals himself to be the chubby cute boy that he is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, my God. I felt the, everybody in that room just, oh, man. And then, like, when Black Widow dies, like, it's just. That time was the only time I've ever been okay with so many reactions in a theater. Yeah, we're like, you were, ex- you were expected to it hear clapping like, or crying or but laughing. But it was also like, so awesome because we were just like, it was more like we were all enjoying it together. It was an experience. It was like, wow, look at all of yeah. us. And then we also saw it like four times in the theater. So I saw it six. I saw it six times in Why theaters. Why did you Endgame. see it six times? Why wasn't I invited those two times? I don't know, but I've seen it six times in theaters. Did, or I I saw see, it. did I also see that I'm lying to myself? I saw it six times. Hold on, let me think. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm pretty sure I went with you. You saw so. it six times. I oh, okay. Yeah, you Just saw it kidding. six times. You didn't see it That's four. That's a lie. I lied to myself. Um, I don't even want to talk about the second time we went. We don't have to talk about that time. Why not? <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> so we're watching it the second time <laughs> with a friend, and then the scene where Black Widow dies. <laughs> wait, wait. There was a lot more though. There was a lot more. No, wait. The lead up. No, no, my favorite one was. Okay, that's yeah. You can talk about that one first, and I'll mention the there other. was um, and you know who you are, friend. You will laugh if you hear this. <laughs> so whatever. Um, it's what's serious. her name? It's super serious. Not <laughs> Nat like falls, her skull cracks open. Whatever she no, dies. No, it's after that moment. Yeah, I know. Like, and then like she dies. Whatever. And then they show the scene <laughs> where the other guy, the men, the Avengers, the men, are talking on on the lake, the little like deck thing, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you hear Kitty fart wait so no let's be specific i sneezed n- well i sneezed yes, you and sneezed, then farted and then farted but the <laughs> theater you could hear a bug <laughs> breathe that's how silent it was because of course it's sad all and the moments like all the other moments everyone's like <gasps> like all the gasping yeah. and then this, and one, this one is just quiet. pitch black quiet qu- crying and you're like, like, like super <laughs> 
and I I froze and my response to that was purposely because I want to embarrass her more than she's already embarrassed. No, no, no. It was let's fucking. Talk it was about not this quiet. Shit. It no, was no, no. Not it quiet. was quiet. No, no, no. I'm talking about the theater was quiet, right? So I'm thinking I did it. Whatever. You know what? I sneezed before. I should be fine. This is all I'm thinking in my head. And I looked at my friend and I see her like giggling a little bit, but I don't know if it was because of that or I don't know if she was giggling. I was just trying to like. I swear, I was coming out. I was trying to like, if somebody mentions this shit, I'm going to fucking laugh, and I don't want to laugh right now. I I hate myself because that was probably someone's first oh, time watching the movie, and you it ruined it. It was hers. It was her. We brought her. Well, no, no, I'm saying someone else's. But for sure, like she was there, and then it was quiet as shit. And I just turned to her, like everyone's sad, whatever, listening. I'm like, did you just fart like super loud? <laughs> No, you were whispering, but whispering no, loud. No, no, I, you, I purposely said it no, loud. No, but you did. You whispered loud. You were like, did you just fart? Like, and like the lady next to me laughed, and then the guy next to our friend laughed. It was freaking hilarious. Oh my god, that was so bad. Okay, <laughs> my bad. And every single time I think of that movie, I think of that scene. I always think of that happening in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was every hilarious. single fucking time. It's not my fault. But after that, I tried so hard not to fucking laugh because he said that shit. And then me and my friend just went, <laughs> like, just this, gasping for air. Oh, my God. And then the other part that made us laugh in the, in the second time we watched it, remember when, um, and I'm crying. The first time I cried for that, I did cry for that part when Peter Parker's re- reunited with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, when he gives him a hug? Yeah. And then this somebody in the back was like, is that his daughter or something? like? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was... um. God, what did they say? I remember laughing at that super they hard. Hug, they hug, and it's like all quiet. Everyone's like, and you just hear somebody super loud in the back. Oh my God, is that his daughter? <laughs> it's like and she grew like, up to be a man. <laughs> she she grew up and and became Spider Man. I was so dead. Oh, oh my God, joke. how did I not think of that? Super most memorable quote. I love you three thousand. There you go. That was like oh. tweeted a lot too and said a lot. That's true. And now a lot of dads are gonna use it when. They become dads, and it's gonna be lame and overused. Thank you, Marvel. Thanks, Marvel. I was about to say. Obama. And then <laughs> after Endgame, to finish off the Infinity Saga, all twenty-three movies was probably one of the best movies. Okay, well, let's. No, take it I'm one hundred percent right. Was followed with Far From Home. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Just so we can clarify. Spider-Man: that. Far From Home. Is so good and did it's not bad, but it's not good. It's not amazing. And Jesus. did so much with what it was handed. It concluded everything. It gave us an epilogue and it built up what phase four is going to be so good. And that's why I think it's up to par with Winter Soldier. Give me hate. Give me hate. I'm not trying to give you hate. I'm telling our listeners to give me hate. Okay. But I don't know. I know it was really good. I can't even argue with that fact. Because it's fine. Like, it was great. I love Ragnarok with all my heart. Ragnarok will always be my favorite movie out of everything. Out of all of them. It'll be the best one ever. But Far From Home is still fucking great. I never was a huge Spider-Man fan. But because of Tom Holland's character and because of these MCU movies, I fucking love Spider-Man. I love it. And Far From Home was really good. And I think... The most important, you know, event or thing that happened in Far From Home for sure would be the fact that um, you saw a glimpse of what's going to happen, what happened after everybody came back, after the snap and after Endgame was fixed. Um, basically, 
you know, now we see that people are still trying to get on. And, uh, you know, I think the best thing was that Spider-Man is Keep calm and a- carry on, literally. Stop. Nope. I hate you. Okay. I think the the funny thing is that Spider-Man is always kind of like a comedy. Okay. The same thing like with him. And a lot of them are always funny. Yeah, the insect movies are always... They take but Spider-Man was hilarious. Like, it's... Fuck. <laughs> Spider-Man was fucking hilarious, you know? So... I thought it was funny that they were addressing a really serious situation that happened. Like, oh, here we're five years back. Everybody's back, but they're all five years younger than they should be. And it's hilarious. Like, that's just, that's yeah, it's funny the to blip. Me. Yeah. And so that's, and then they're calling it the blip. Like, that's just, that's crazy. Cause it's just like, that's a glimpse of what people are going to do. I'm not sure if that's the only thing we're going to get from the past Endgame, because I know people are going to mention it later on in later in, movies. In the later movies, yeah. Oh, yeah, it happened. Like, it'll be pro- it'll probably relate to a lot of, like, new heroes. They'll, they'll bring it up for sure in, like, a minute. Like, the circumstances in that specific well, movie. the same that, way the villain was out. brought up out of that, right? The villain even said he's, like, they'll believe anything now. People will believe anything now. Because of that certain that event. That is literally just a taste of what's going to happen in the next phase. Mm-hmm. So many things are going to come about from different planets, from different universes, from different realities, because different now it's all opened up to this new possibility of things. And I think that's what mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home really brought. Aside to the from table. the fact that he was, he, he's... His identity was revealed. Yep. At the end. And that's how the movie ends. And literally, the last line in the Infinity Saga is that, what the f... Oh. When they say Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. That's how the Infinity Saga ends. That's why Far From Home, like, to me, is a very, very great movie and probably one of the best ones, if not the best ones. Yep. It rounded up everything, locked the door, got into the car, and drove off. And it basically tells us, look, you have something to look forward to. Don't think that Endgame was just as high as we can fly. Mm-hmm. They can easily do so much more in Phase exactly, 4. Exactly, yeah. And that's what another thing is. I feel like <clears throat> if they wouldn't have ended, if they would have just ended with Endgame, I think we might have not felt that same way Mm -hmm. you know because of far from home we were able to see like some kind of i don't know happiness out of it because like spider-man yes was a serious one and was him surrounded around tony i think a lot of people's problems with far from home was the fact that the whole thing was about tony there's a lot of which is fine i mean i think it's just kind of his split off from tony i think that was this movie was just to explain that he's wrapped up he's making his own person yeah yeah i think it wrapped it up that's my thing and obviously it's like just there's no way you could have made a movie without mentioning tony i mean after endgame no no there's no way they needed to and they're like okay who do we do it with spider-man his surrogate son yeah and i'm pretty sure far from home is the last movie where they'll mention tony too much yeah. Because he even says, it's like, I miss him. I see him everywhere. And then Happy's like, I miss him too. Oh, man. And scariest. then when he starts building uh, the suit, they play ACDC. Like, that's that was it. Re- I think it's his birth as, like, <laughs> his own hero and his own thing. Yeah, even though it has, like, hints of Tony and tints mm-hmm. of Tony and flavor. And yeah. It's just like, okay, Tony's done. Like, that. this is his proper goodbye. Not yeah. the funeral and endgame. Yeah, yeah. Not the little video that they no, play like for his daughter. No, like a proper movie like, goodbye. Yeah, it yeah. was like a, that's it. Yeah. So I don't think they'll mention Tony again. So... Things before we get into what we what is next, I wanted to do a little fun little quiz with you. Okay. Will you do that quiz with me? Sure. I didn't bring a scantron. Do you have one? Um I have extra, but I don't want to give it to you. Okay. Okay. So you definitely know more than me. I hope. One because you Well now you're putting me on the spot. I feel like I'm gonna get these wrong. Well, I hope you do. So um 
One, because you said like you've been watching since little. Um, my, I wasn't able to do these things when I was younger, which sucks. But I'm really happy that a lot of people were given the opportunity to watch these when we were kids because it's, yeah. it is a wonderful thing to grow up with. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Now I'm going to ask you an easy one and then some hard ones. Well, there's just three questions, okay. whatever. And you just answer them the best of your ability. Sure. Okay. What does, this is going to answer super fast. What does SHIELD stand for? Oh, no. Strategic. Hold on. Oh my God. Strategic Homeland. Mm-hmm. Intelligence. Strategic Homeland. Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know how to spell shield. <laughs> that was like, what's the letters next? <laughs> e. Say say it again. It's S H I E L D. Strategic Homeland Intelligence. I know the D's division. Yeah. That's the last one. Shield. D is division. L is logistics. You can give up. No, strategic homeland. I don't know. I and E. Logistics uh, division is the last two. Okay, so logistics is fine. It's. Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. And Logistics Division. So I had four out of the six letters. Yeah. I just didn't know I and E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, that's one. Okay, another one. What is the name? That was the easy one, by the way. (laughs) What is the name of Star Lord ship? Mbaku. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Debbie. No, mom. No, hold on. The name of Star Lord's ship? Uh Uh-huh. I actually knew this I one. I give you very easy ones then. Well, I need easier ones. I don't know anything. <laughs> Puts my it's it's my a ear. reference it's a reference to something for the eighties. I know that for sure. Hold on. It's not the DeLorean, that's stupid. Oh my god. You're putting me on the spot. I know it's easy and I know okay. I know it. That's it's Milano. The Milano. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. My cousin has a Lego set and I built it with him. Yeah, that's the only reason I know it. Oh my it. God. Literally, that's the only reason I know it. I built I remember, it with my cousin. Because I don't think they mention it a lot in the I'm movie, but I remember looking up no, the do. Lego Marvel well, things. stupid. Well, I mean, you said it, so. Okay, next one. This is the last one. What is the name of the Super Soldier Project in Captain America? The Super Soldier Project? Like him. Like, what was the name of his project? In Captain America First Avenger? Yeah. Like, what was the name? What did they call it? Because pro- they didn't call it Captain America. No, no, project. no. He was only Captain America after that whole... Like, the only reason he came in Captain America is because of the Well, I'm assuming he has the word project in front. Yep. Mm-hmm. Project Strength? They do mention it in Endgame. Because they go to some place. Yeah, in New Jersey. Yeah, and it's the... What's the name of the compound? Like, what do they say underneath it? I don't know. I can't the remember. birthplace of Captain America. So it's Project Rebirth. Project Rebirth. Yeah. That oh, was the name of the project. Fun facts. I found some interesting questions that are still kind of hard to know and remember because they are a little bit weird. But no, no, no. I just, I'm slacking. Okay. I'm go, not going to deny. Go, 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 go. Ask me, ask me. Ask me. Go, okay. Go. Well, I give you easy ones. Okay, cool. How many hours does oh, Ross no. give Tony to bring back Barnes and Rogers? 48? 72? 48 hours. Oh, 48? Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, 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 no doubt. 
What's the next one? What's the name of the snack that Drax eats when he's oh, quote unquote invisible? Don't know that one. Jesus. Yeah, you do. Um, no. Because it's supposed to be an alien one, right? He's moving super slow to where he's yeah. invisible. Like kale chips or something? Kale <laughs> chips! <laughs> no? No. I don't know what it is. It's a Zarg nut. A Zarg... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zarg, Zarg nut. nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. In Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Well, in Homecoming, too. Man, I'll give you easy ones. What's the name of Ned's girlfriend? Oh my god. Uh, Ailey? I don't know. That's racist because she's name. very white. That is very racist. <laughs> and you're white yourself, so shame on you. Well, you're half white. I was like, what is her name? Amy? I don't Betty. Betty. Yeah. Shit. So you knew one of them. That's good. I didn't Fuck know you. any. <laughs> I knew. I picked some hard ones for fourth. you. I won't lie. Yeah. No, they really weren't. Okay, I just wasn't. Well, I just you. was put on the spot. They really weren't. Okay, so but thank you. I have some other questions just before we get to the to that. What's next thing? Well, we have plenty of time. Oh, this yeah. is going to be our mm-hmm. longest episode, so yeah, we might as well do what we want. Any horror. So, biggest thing. What was your all-time Hulk. favorite movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you say biggest thing. <laughs> no. In the MCU, my all-time favorite movie mm-hmm. in the MCU. Yeah. No, just in movie. In general. <laughs> <laughs> What's your all-time favorite movie? Slumdog Millionaire. No, Next question. <laughs> Which it is. Uh, my all-time favorite movie. Nobody asked. And <laughs> in the MCU. In the MCU. Probably Ant-Man. I said it. Ant-Man and Doctor Strange are super tough for I number one. you said Far From Home, you fucking liar. I said no, 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 no. And I Whoa. discussed this in episode two mm-hmm. when we talked about phase two. There's a difference between knowing something is good and you talking about it excessively because it's good, and something being your favorite. Okay. I, I, I know Winter Soldier and Far From Home are the best ones, but they're not my favorite. My favorite is Ant-Man or Doctor okay. Strange. Yeah. But if I had to pick gun to my head, I'd say Ant-Man. Mm. And then mine is Ragnarok, for sure. My favorite. I think I've seen that one more than any of the other movies. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. So many, so many times. I saw it a lot in the theater, too, actually. That specific yeah. one, I saw it three or two times. Yeah. Um... What's another one? Like how that's a lot, three or two times, but then I just said, I saw Endgame six times. That's mm-hmm. just very... Okay, uh, best best villain? Uh, probably Zemo or Killmonger. One of those two. You like Killmonger? I think he annoyed the shit out of me. Like, as a, just as a villain. Hey, auntie. Like... No, I just like... I just... <laughs> that was the worst Michael B. Jordan impression. <gasps> oh my god, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say worst movie, and I'm going to say Captain Marvel... And I'm not saying it's terrible because I still will rewatch it. But I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> You're making it like I'm forced to hear this. Listen, you have no fucking choice. Okay. The script was horrid, but I'm obsessed with uh the fucking scrolls now. I love them, mm-hmm. and I love the the main scroll. Talos. Talos is amazing. Um, but I'm just going to talk about this one scene in Captain Marvel that really pissed me the fuck off, okay? When it started. <laughs> the, the, the beginning to the end, no. Okay, and I want you to... The reason I think about this scene in particular because it really highlights the shittiness of the rest of the, the scene. So okay. there's a scene where Captain Marvel is talking to Maria Rambo and her daughter, Maria Rambo's daughter. 
and they're talking about right before they're going to go up to space and do the whole like fight against uh the queen and stuff and then they're talking about why maria maria's they're like oh maria needs to go up there with them another random human that has will probably get hurt needs to go up there not not that it's already bad enough that there's a fucking nick fury, one, nick fury going up there who's clearly not <laughs> i was just say something that would have made it very bad Never whatever mind. the whole that whole thing pissed me off whatever aside the point there's a part where <laughs> fuck i'll just go what no no I, just, it, I don't want to get in trouble say it stupid no. bitch fucking say it <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble. I can't. I literally legally cannot say this. That's why I'm saying what keep going. What do you going. mean? I'll just tell you later and then we'll add it on in the description. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like, <laughs> if something bad happens up there and we have a black guy with us, we need another African-American with us. Oh my so God. So let's take her, a boy and a girl, and just make it worse. That's literally what they were fucking doing. It was bad. Oh my Sorry. God. Yes, I'm man. not racist. Just to clarify, I'm not. Okay, that that doesn't make it any better. Not the racist people are the ones that clearly have to keep saying that they're not racist. Juan. God dang it. Okay, look, like the fact is that the movie was just like, oh, let me have this main character who's so bland and doesn't really have much to her other than the fact that she's a member shit. Her fucking power is awesome, mm-hmm. but then her her side character, like Marie Rambeau, is so. She's so one-dimensional. I felt nothing from their connection. Like, I just... I don't know, Well, they're building her daughter up to get that show on Disney+. Plus. I'm just finished the scene. The scene scene with the daughter who's like, um, oh my god, mom, you have to go to space. It's like the coolest thing ever. What kind of example are you setting for your daughter? That whole script made me look at you in the middle of theater and go, what the actual fuck are they saying? Is that really what a kid would say? Is that really what this conversation's about? And then it was Not a cheesy all. thing, and then the, and then fucking Captain Marvel looks at her and is just like like winks at her or something. She's like, "Yeah, you got it." I'm like, "Yeah, let's put everybody in fucking danger now." Jesus fuck, man. If you want to take goose? Fuck it, we'll take goose. Oh my god. And, and they then, did. <laughs> okay, so what I was thinking is like, I keep shitting on these movies. What am I gonna do throughout my process of watching movies that to to help this? I would think of something better. So in that situation, instead of having all three of them in that conversation, I would have just the mom and the daughter talking. Mm-hmm. That way, because you said they're going to build off of the daughter, right? Like, the daughter's yeah. going to be, like, making spaceships and doing all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. She's going to be another character later on. That's another thing to look out for. She might be a character later on. Um, she, well, I mean, she's a character now, but I mean, she might be a, a, an important character yeah, later yeah. on. Um, I would have had a, a conversation between her and her mom alone where she was like, they're going to do this, this, and that. And she's like, don't you want to go with them? And then the mom's like, I've already, you know, something about her being in war already or something about her. And then she, then the daughter reminds her, like, you wanted to help people. Why don't you help people? Something simple that a kid would be able to comprehend. Not fucking, what kind of example are you saying? Whatever the fuck that script was before. That that doesn't come out of a girl. Or a little girl, sorry. I don't know. The way she said it was just, it was just so off. Like, it just felt so, so unorganic, inorganic, sorry, unorganic. And I just didn't like it. And so I would have said something like that, right? And then somehow Carol Danvers is listening in on the conversation. And then because it seemed like she reconnected with them way too fast, especially since she apparently was gone for six years, you know, it's crazy. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. And so it's just and it seemed very it made it made Maria Rambo's character so one dimensional and so like, I'm just that, you know, side fuck i'm that's just that side african-american character that's just mm-hmm. gonna add like yeah. funny like oh shit that happened and oh shit one-liners that, oh my god it's so i hate those i'm so tired of those fucking characters like this people she could have been so much more 
but she had some what she had a little speech where she's like you are carol danvers right what do you mean she motivated her own friend she could have done so much more on her own no, and I that's agree. what i think a lot of those good movies have done like let's say with thor ragnarok right the side characters like korg what's her name no 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 like um valkyrie valkyrie right what the fuck is her name though tessa thompson no the character's name her name's valkyrie she's a valkyrie her name is valkyrie i'm not making this up <laughs> she doesn't have a name Mm-mm. her name is valkyrie what the fuck am i crazy and i notice this google that shit right now google i'm not gonna shit. google it because i'm Fucking right google it any whore so i can finish <laughs> this conversation so basically she doesn't need it's not like thor gives her an arousing like full-on like speech about fuck <laughs> speech about like go on do this this and that or whatever she still is like fuck off but she literally just on her own and in her own ways pulls i mean yes for sure she had thor to help her and she even thanks him in the end like thank you for doing this but she does it mostly on her own she's strong on her own she does she she has her own backstory mind you even though the whole movie is about thor Valkyrie. shit man that sucks she her name is the name of her fucking group. It's like your name being soldier. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But you know, like, some you understand what I mean? Like, she no, had her you. own buildup and she had her own character. So then you fell in love with her separately. The same thing with Loki. The same thing with Korg. The same thing with every other character in that fucking movie, right? And then you have Captain Marvel. It was all <laughs> Jesus. It was all Jesus that helped. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, what do you want me to say, Jesus? No. Um. Yeah, like it's just. if that's a way to explain it i just think she's one-dimensional because of that fact if they would have given her some kind of like thing about her like more of a connection to what she's doing for the air force or what she wanted to do in the air force right the Mm -hmm. way they talked about like how they all women were never allowed to do this what was her own fight in that way what is her own fight why did she you know how was she able to raise a kid on her own as well as being the air force like i want to know more about that and it wasn't in there and that's what captain marvel needed which is the same thing with um i'm gonna bring up dc but this is whatever wonder woman why was it good because wonder woman had more than just her it had all these he even says it he's like everybody has their own struggles right that that character that's with her i don't remember his name but Chris Pine's character? No. Um, when they're the whole team that's going to fight in that area, she notices that the Irish oh, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. has a PTSD and he yeah. can't shoot. I know. And who the, you're the guy, uh, the other friend there, says everybody has their own struggles, and I think that's so important because that's a really, really good theme to keep in your in mind. Is that the main character should be able to see that everyone has these struggles, and that not only can they get something from them, but they can give back. And I think that's, I think. Personally, that was was missing in Captain Marvel and why it felt so one-dimensional. I mean, clearly Nick Fury got to some point, you know, differently, which I think it's just mainly he just, he was the same bitch. Like, he was still an asshole in that movie like he always is, but now he just knows about space. That's literally it. That was it. (laughs) You made it so. It's like Captain Marvel's, like, altered name is just Nick Fury in space. (laughs) That's the name of the movie. That is the name of the movie. Big Strong Woman is now here. And she's not here to help so, us since we're until still, we absolutely need it. Since we're still talking about the MCU as a whole, I want to ask you this. What's your favorite alien species that was introduced in the whole MCU? I really... They're not introduced, but I think they're so cute. The ones in Guardians of the Galaxy... Well, Asgardians are for sure, like, amazing, whatever. But the... the you remember the char- characters in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 in Xandar? The ones that are pink? 
Oh, yeah, the yeah. big eyes. Yeah, the one that John C. Riley's married to. Married to, yeah, the character, the little girl, yeah. and they're watching, like, the ship. Yeah, those things. Ugh, fucking beautiful. And I love the pink. The yeah, they're bright, cool. hot pink that comes off of it. It's so cute. Whatever. That's a side note. I also really like scrolls. They're, they're fucking cool. What's your favorite favorite setting in any of the movies, all 23 of them, that they fought in? Like, which one was your? Like, just setting. Not Don't talk about the fight, but, like, where was it cool that there fight was, like, a fight? Wise, or can it be anything like, else? Or it like, has a to disaster, be a battle, or, like, one. a battle, or something. I, I mean, I love London I mean, Far From Home. If we're going to talk about my favorite is, like, I love Asgard, and I love the way it's, like, futuristic. Um, Medieval at the same time. Yeah, futuristic, like, god, goddesses kind of thing. I loved that. But aside from that, battle-wise, I mean... That's London for me. I would think... I really liked Wakanda's fight. In Wakanda, for sure. You know what the coolest battle one I think was in Black Panther in the in the the party, the casino. Oh, in the casino in yeah, uh, Korea. The fucking one shots they had in that where they're jumping around and the I made it rain, all that stuff. I fucking loved that fight scene a lot, and I loved where it was and how they're all dressed super fancy and shit. I don't know. That was just me. Uh, the most important question of all. Mm-hmm. Think about it. What was your favorite Stanley cameo? <laughs> okay. Favorite Stanley cameo. Do you have a favorite one? I'm thinking right now. Honestly, it might be either a Tony Stank. I I was thinking Is there that a one. Tony Stank when he's a FedEx guy yeah. in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I think. Where's the one where he's on the planet talking to those Guardians too? Guardians he's talking two, to where the, he's, do- he's talking to those. He's like, oh aliens. gee, you guys are my ride. Oh gee, and he's yeah. like sitting on the chair. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, that one in the make love, not war from from Endgame was really good. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Where's the one? No, 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 Captain Marvel one, where he just smiles up at her in the train. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where she's he's passing reading, by, and yeah. then she gives her, she gives him a little smirk. That made me so happy because I thought of the one where he had just passed away before that movie released. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of when um, I saw the tweet that Brie Larson had tweeted. Mm-hmm. I think it was her, maybe, but um, where she met him and she was like, he was amazing. You know, when, and she was tweeting about when he passed away or whatever. And she's like, I, I'm so happy I got to meet him, this, this, and that. I thought that was really... Sweet. And then when she smiled down at him as Captain Marvel, I got really emotional because I thought of like, she's Captain Marvel. She is Captain Marvel. Stanley's in, in the Captain Marvel movie. Like, that's insane you know and mm-hmm. that that was like i think that i really liked that one a lot i can't think of the other ones there's so many there's so so many yeah i don't know i think the tony one. stank one is really one that stuck in my mind or the infinity war what you guys have never seen a spaceship before <laughs> that was really good yeah there's more i can't think of them oh well, yeah there's 23 of them <laughs> jesus i can't think of so there's many There's 23 oh uh, yeah that's pretty much that's what i think of that one um so one what what can we look forward to or what can we look forward to or what should we look out for in your opinion <laughs> what can we look forward to one it's like i don't know in life Jesus <laughs> you might get paid this week no um mcu we finished phase three we finished the infinity saga only though because mcu is still going on and strong i would fucking hope so so what's the next movie when uh, black widow so Due to certain circumstances, a lot of plans that Marvel Studios had were changed, right? So, one thing that they confirmed last year at Comic-Con, San Diego Mm Comic-Con, is that 
now the MCU, because of the whole Disney Plus becoming a real streaming service and being a thing, the MCU will have to also deal with shows on Disney Plus. What does this mean? Oh yeah. This means that, and they confirmed Kevin Foggy came out and said it, and said it, and said it, and said it. <laughs> For some details and some importance, if you want to stick to the canon, ah, uh, wink, wink. Oh my God. You will have to see the series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Some of them will impact events in the movies, and vice versa. The movies will impact events in the series. Now, the series that are going to come out are. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, What If, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. Now, the last three that I mentioned, we don't know the order yet. We don't know if they'll be animated or live action. But the ones that we are supposed to get this year is Falcon and Winter Soldier in August, WandaVision in December. Then we are followed with which we'll go over in this. Then we are followed with Loki in spring of next year. What if, which is an animated series in summer of 2021, and then Hawkeye is supposed to come out in 2022. So those are the series that are on Disney Plus. But of course, people like seeing the cinematic movies, right? Going to the theater and seeing a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Now, what movies are those? Well, I'm glad you asked, Katie. The movies, in order, are Black Widow, which was originally going to come out next month, May 1st, Mm -hmm. but got pushed to November 6th of this year, Mm -hmm. followed by Eternals, which was supposed to come out November 6th of this year, but got pushed to February 12th of 2021, followed by Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that comes out May 7th of 2021, which was supposed to come out February 12th of 2021. Next was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out November 5th of 2021, but was supposed to come out on May 7th of 2021. Next, we get Thor Love and Thunder, February 18th, 2022, which was supposed to come out November 5th of 2021. Black Panther 2 comes out May 8th, 2022. It stayed the same date as originally planned by Ryan Coogley. And then Captain Marvel 2, July 8th of 2022. So two months after Black Panther 2. So if you noticed by what I was saying, all the movies were pushed one movie ahead. So Black Widow is now coming out when Eternals was supposed to. Eternals is now coming out when Shang-Chi was supposed to. Shang-Chi is now coming out when Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to. Doctor Strange is now coming out when Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to. And Thor Love and Thunder is now coming out February 18 of 2022. So those are the movies. Those are the TV shows. Those are what we are to expect of Phase 4. Okay, so that's what we're literally to expect. However, um, in general, what you can expect also is, I mean, with this, is a brand new story. Mm-hmm. A brand new ideas new characters new things and it's so exciting i'm so excited yeah um what are you most looking forward to well i'm gonna dive deep just a little bit real quick in phase four what i think is gonna play out what i think kevin foggy is planning Mm. daddy foggy Mm -hmm. is having it be a phase of equality of homeostasis 
and of not moving forward. So what do I mean by this? Yeah, what I, do you mean? Because I don't know what the fuck I you're genuinely saying. think, and you might disagree, okay. that all of these movies in Phase 4 will not go and lead to a different big saga. I think all of these movies, what they're going to be doing is their own thing. Because, oh, why do I think this? You don't think they're going to do it again? I do think they're going to make a saga. But okay. I think Phase 4 is not what they're starting off that saga with. Well, yeah. I mean, what I'm thinking, is it's like the like they're going to do another Phase 1 kind of thing. Phase 4 will be a Phase 1, and then well, you'll have two more phases before you get to that ending one. No, well, not, not, not exactly. Because Phase 1, they all came together with Avengers, right? Yeah, but not like together, together, the way Infinity Saga ended. Right, but they all had a, something in common, which was the Tesseract, right? So they kind of conjoined through that, okay. right? Well, it was but, a mini... Yeah, mini... A mini thing in its own. It's in its own face. What I mean by this is that Phase 4, all of these six movies that are coming out will be their own thing. This is just an opinion. What I'm thinking. Why? Because Phase 5, the movies that are indeed confirmed are Blade with Mahershala Ali, Spider-Man 3, which we don't know the name, I'm just saying Spider-Man 3, and Ant-Man 3, which yesterday, I don't know if you saw, but it was trending on Twitter. Why? Because... They actually just revealed that one of the writers from the show, Rick and Morty, mm -hmm. will be writing for Ant-Man 3. Wow. So, if you know Rick and Morty is like a hilarious science, super smart show, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, knowing this and knowing how Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man and the Wasp were hilarious, yeah. I think this is just going to be, be a plus. Amazing, yeah. So, what do I think Phase 5 is going to do? I think Phase 5 with Blade, Ant-Man, and Spider-Man, that you can actually make something like, you know, what is it called? Like... In common with that. Okay. Because Spider-Man... Not like a full, but just like a really mini connection yeah, between... A mini yeah. connection between those three. Because Ant-Man and the Wasp finished off with the character Sonny Birch talking always to someone, a boss. He would always say, my boss is into technology. My oh, boss yeah. is into this. Yeah, 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 my yeah, boss yeah. is into this. Now, here comes a hypothesis. Okay. I think that boss is Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Because Victor Von Doom is always into technology and the future and space and all that stuff. That's why I think he wanted that from Ant-Man and the Wasp. And Spider-Man, like we said in Far From Home, finishes off them saying their, uh, what's it called? His identity, right? Mm -hmm. And they revealed it and all this stuff. So Spider-Man would probably want that erased off people's memories. In the comic books, that actually does happen. Mm -hmm. Peter's like, yeah. what the heck? The whole world knows. Can yeah. you guys help me out? And the three people that help him are Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, and Tony. Mm -hmm. They build a machine together, all three, because they're geniuses, yep. that sends out a spell all across the world for them to, like, forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So, Doctor Strange is already there. Happen, I would want it to be a really minor thing. I don't want it to be, like... A whole big deal, right? Because it shouldn't be, because why would those <clears throat> genius people waste time right. for so, just one kid? The three people that I mentioned, Doctor Strange, we already have. He's getting a sequel in Phase 4. Tony's dead. And Reed Richards, we need, Right. So he would be, again, related to Victor Von Doom, which I just said in Ant-Man, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then Blade. Blade is half vampire, half Blank. human, and he mostly fights in, like, the darker side of Marvel Universe, right? Like, the yeah. creatures and hell and all that stuff. Makes sense, because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness can introduce that side. These are just rumors. Excuse me, rumors. <laughs> Jesus. But supposedly... Uh, the character that's going to be the bad guy in that is Nightmare, who a lot of people are saying it's going to be Keanu Reeves because he yeah. looks a lot like him. Yeah. Also, real quick, sidetrack, Christian Bale was confirmed to play the villain in Thor Love and Thunder, so that's going to be interesting. Amazing. 
Thor Love and Thunder. So fucking pumped. Yeah, so that's going to be Christian Pellebaggia. But anyway, that's what I think about Phase 4. Phase 4, I think those movies are like all going to be their own thing. That's it. And then Phase 5 is where I think a new saga is going to start. I think they're going to start introducing the multiverses, but the same way that they gradually uh, introduced the fact that like time travel and infinity stones and space, you know how like it was, it took a while to introduce space in general. Like the mm-hmm. fact that the world was so much like Guardians of the Galaxy was an introduction to like more worlds and more people. Sure. Yeah. Yes, you understood that there was aliens with a uh, Asgard, but I'm talking like full on like there's way more than the Earth. Kind of thing was Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and then the fact that there was some mini connection that C fifty three or Earth was known as a thing. Now I think they're going to do that same thing with the next phases by slowly, gradually inviting the the idea of multiverses, mm-hmm. right? Multiple realities because it's a big deal. But somehow the other thing was also a big deal. You know, space and and time stones and time machines and all that kind of shit was a big deal. But somehow it never felt rushed. It, it was like just it. done perfectly. And I think that's what the same thing. It's going to take a long time, a very long time, but I think they're going to do that thing again. I think they're going to do that big connection thing and take their time and introduce all these new characters. Probably and... build up for either King the Conqueror or Galactus. Those are the oh, only, those are the only so, two people I can I'm think so of that would excited. be a Galactus, good yeah. bad guys. Well, you know what's so funny? Is every time I think of Galactus, I think of uh, the, uh, the planet Nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know how it was supposed to be a head severed off of a... Cel- not celestial um, no it's just a big ass creature yeah or no it was a celestial no i don't think so i think they i don't I can't remember what they said but yeah, i always i always think of galactus whenever i think of that planet and i know it's not but i always think of that because like of how huge he was yeah. and like his the way his face the power cosmic like, yeah yeah so that's one that always comes up galactus always and literally in every single comic that i've read um the ones that are like longer that lead to the end ironically i've chosen random threads of comics to read and for some reason i'm i'm not gonna say unlucky enough but mine have always led to galactus whereas they have mentioned thanos in a lot but i never wa- i never read um i never got t- to read a lot of the infinity saga mm-hmm. i did read a lot that ended with a galactus because i mean thanos is just a titan he's a yeah species from well, titan like he's he a titan introdu- he's, he's not really like, too big but he's a person that like introduced some big idea yeah yeah yeah. like well, murder um, half the people mm-hmm. like that's a big idea yeah, that's why in comic book history Galactus is like i'm above you like dormammu kind of thing was mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, i just want to i just want to get everybody exactly that's yeah. why it's all a different um size of literally size of evil yeah, like not that, not of like strong. Like comic book wise and like, history wise, just like where can we push our minds to? They're like, at different levels. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I'm gonna get all the planets. No, no, no. There's multiverses. I'm gonna take over all the multiverses. I'm gonna take over all this stuff. You know, Dormammu was like a tiny step in that direction, but that's that's what I'm thinking will happen. Yeah, and we can't even forget that now Disney acquired Fox, so the X Men might be introduced at some point. Oh, man. I hope so. Phase five, most likely. Well, no, for sure. Well. Basically, now on, you can look forward to uh, individual movie podcasts. Basically, we can get more into Black Widow or any of the other ones. And then hopefully you can listen to all these podcasts the same way you watched all the Marvel movies and really get that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the final episode, like we said, for MCU having to do for having phases. to do with MCU faces. One, two, and three. Like she said, we're going to be talking about the movies individually or shows or whatever. But keep in mind, this isn't just about the MCU. This is a podcast about all pop culture. So we're going to be talking about probably different movies entitled like entirely use your manly voice. different <laughs> video games, music, toys, all that stuff. We'll be covering a lot of stuff. Toys. 
if you know what I mean. No. Okay. Never mind. We won't be discussing those toys, <laughs> but we'll be discussing like Furbies. No, mom is no only the golden Furbies from those. But yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, we hope to see you next episode. Thank you guys for listening, and bye bye. <laughs>